happy holidays. This is your path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Absolutely no Grinches allowed. Forget what you think you know about church and Christmas. Let us pray. O God of Elizabeth and Mary, you visited your servants with news of the Lord's redemption and the coming of the Savior. Make our hearts leap with joy and fill our mouths with songs of praise that we may announce glad tidings of peace and welcome the Christ in our midst. Amen. Be seated, please. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol, or high as heaven. But Ahaz, Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary mortals, that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child, and shall bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land before whose two kings you are in dread will be deserted. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the holy scriptures, the gospel concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all Gentiles for the sake of of his name, including yourselves who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That was one sentence. This, this is the word, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That was one sentence. That was long. One sentence.
The Lord be with you, and also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be a child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall, they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, <clears throat> took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the word, the light. Be seated, please. So I say good afternoon to you. Long ago, there happened a wonderful love story kind you read about in storybooks. And it, uh, it had all the traditional cliches that we all know about. These two grew up in the same small, <clears throat> excuse me, these two grew up in the same small town, have known each other their whole lives. He has always liked her and just knew he would marry her one day. He even said so to his teacher on the first day of kindergarten. And the thing was, back in those days, people still participated in arranged marriages. And he had already paid her family some of the money, some of the bride price. So she really had no choice. If you think about it, maybe she didn't want to marry him. I mean, he's just the same old boy uh, she has known all her life. What's so special about him? Well, the day came for them to make it official. They were going to get married. But the ceremony would not happen for a while. The relationship was more official than modern-day arrangements. Legally, they were considered married, even though they would not be together for usually about a year. Separation makes the heart grow fonder. And she did, in fact, go away for a while. All he could do was think about her. And when she, when she would return, what does she think? How does she feel? Is she excited about the, as, as excited about the marriage as I am? She must love me as well. He couldn't wait for her to return. Three long monks went by, and finally, she made her way back into their small village. But something was different. She looked different. Wait, is that what I think it is? Oh, no. His longtime love, the love of his life, has gone off and become pregnant. And the child is not his. What has she done? This is such a disgrace. What shame she shall bring to this village, to his family. He cannot have this. She is his responsibility now. Sure, they are not married yet, but, but she is still in his care. He must take care of the situation. But how? I do not want to make a mockery of her. I love her too much, but I am just a man. I must do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. She deserves to be stoned, but I cannot do that. 
I will put her away privately. The Jewish law states that I should obtain a legal divorce in order to dissolve our betrothal. Joseph found himself in a, in a difficult dilemma, but he was just a man. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, now the birth of Jesus Christ was, was on this wise, excuse me, this birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother, Mary, was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. The previous chapter in Matthew gives us the genealogy of Joseph all the way back to Abraham. Jesus was the 41st generation of the Abrahamic faith line. And in verse 18 here begins the explanation of the genealogy which verse 16 states, Jacob beget Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is also called Christ. This shows that Jesus was the legitimate legal son of Joseph and heir to David's throne. And this verse states that Joseph was just a man, a righteous man. This phrase is saying that he was a true believer in God and therefore had been declared righteous and who carefully obeyed the law. He was just a man, a fair, discreet, charitable, upright man of moral and ethical integrity. Joseph was in a hard circumstance. He could not overlook an apparent fault in Mary. Yet, loving her in spite of her seeming immoral, seeming moral infidelity, he did not want to expose her, but wanted to deal, uh, deal tenderly in becoming legally released from his engagement to her. Was not all, he was not all willing to, to hold her up as a public example, was not at all willing to hold her up as a public example. He was not at all resentful of her visible child expectancy to any point of wanting to humiliate her by bringing public moral charges against her. A husband could have presented the certificate of divorce in a very public manner, designed to cause the greatest degree of shame and embarrassment to the woman, or quietly cancel the engagement. In affection, he settled on the latter course. This is all evidence of his righteousness, of Joseph, Joseph being just a man. The Greek word Matthew used is dikaios, which is translated just righteous or upright. He was a man who wanted to do right toward other people and toward God. He, he wanted to, to treat Mary in a way that was acceptable to God. Joseph was also a strong man. He had courage. Think about how, how he took this news. The woman he intended to marry comes up pregnant. He knows what, what he needs to do about it. And all of a sudden, in a dream, an angel appears to him in verse 20 and 21 of Matthew. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name, give him the name of Jesus, 
because he will save the people from their sins. And what was, what was Joseph's reaction? <laughs> he stood up like a man and took on his responsibility. Joseph had been chosen for this role just as much as Mary had. He had been strong. And he is a great example to us, to any fathers today, to be strong for our families. One evening during a, a violent thunderstorm, a mother was, was tucking her small son into bed. She was just about to turn off the light when he asked in a trembling voice, Mommy, can you sleep with me tonight? His mother smiled and gave him a reassuring hug. I can't, dear. She said, I have to sleep with your daddy. After a long silence, he said, the big sissy. We must be strong, not in the traditional macho way that we so often see, but in, a, in the important things, showing your, your family you truly love them, and that they are the important thing in your life. Willing to, you're, you're willing to do the unthinkable, to, to go against the, the crowd like Joseph did. Remember, they lived in a small town. Everyone knew each other, and they thought they knew everything that was going on. Some thought she and Joseph were, had already conceived, uh, consummated the marriage, rather. Some thought she had gone away and gotten pregnant. You know how easy it is for rumors to get started. Joseph knew what the marriage was going to be like, but he pressed on. He didn't, he didn't hold back because he was strong, and he knew the will of God. Joseph probably thought his his life was, was pretty well planned. His marriage and his vocation were all arranged, uh, already arranged for him. But then his world came crashing down. Isn't that how it happens? We have everything all figured out. Life is good, really good. We are moving right along on cruise control. When all of a sudden, bam, God goes and throws in a speed bump. God has plans for our lives and we may never see them coming. And we need to be strong enough, have enough courage to go forward with the plan he has presented us. You must remember Joseph was an ordinary man. Although he came from the royal lineage of David, we can easily picture him as a humble man. The brief portrait of him in scripture suggests he was quiet, unobtrusive, un a quiet, unobtrusive man available when needed, willing to, to endure hardship and disappointment. His dreams had been crushed. Looking forward to fathering his own child, Joseph was faced with being a stepfather to a child not his own. He accepted the humbling circumstances surrounding Jesus' birth. A Sunday school was putting on a Christmas pageant which included the story of Mary and Joseph coming to the inn. One boy wanted very much to be Joseph. But when the parts were handed out, a boy he didn't like was given the part, and he was assigned to be the innkeeper instead. He didn't say anything to the director during the rehearsal about what he might do on the night of the, uh, of the, uh, the, on the opening night of the play. Finally, the night of the performance, Mary and Joseph came walking across the stage. They knocked on the door of the inn, and the innkeeper opened the door and asked them gruffly what they wanted. Joseph answered, we'd like to have a room for the night. 
Suddenly, the innkeeper threw the doors wide open and said, Great! Come on in and I'll give you the best room in the house. For a few seconds, the poor Joseph didn't know what to do. Thinking quickly, he, he looked inside past the innkeeper and, and said, No wife of mine is going to stay in a dump like this. Come on, Mary, let's go to the, go to the barn. And once again, the, the story, the play, was back on track. <laughs> in all the Christians, Christmas pageants performed, Joseph doesn't get a large role. But his part is so important. His task is to watch over Mary and the baby Jesus. He had to be strong for them. I'm sure he went down to the donkey dealer and got the smoothest riding donkey he could find. They had to travel the 80 miles to Bethlehem. That's a three-day trip. They weren't, there weren't Motel 6s along the way. Chances are they, they spent the night outdoors by the campfire, and she was nine months pregnant. She, so he had to be strong. Because you know what they say. What's the worst thing? What's the only worst thing than being pregnant? Living with one who is. They were new parents as well. It is believed that Mary was considerably younger than he and that she was just a teenager. So she must have had to look to Joseph for strength. Their lives had taken a nasty turn and this long, trying journey, they come to this only inn in Bethlehem and it's all full up. How can this be, Joseph must have thought. But my wife is very pregnant. We have to stay in a barn? Talk about nasty. We've all been in a barn or two in our lives. And what's in a barn? Well, there's hay and, and feed and, and animals and animal waste. It's, it's pretty messy. Jesus came to a messy world in a messy way. And Joseph had to be pained by this. He must have thought, I'm responsible for this family now and I'm not getting off to a good start. He may not have been getting off to a good start, but it had a good ending. When our lives take a nasty turn, we cry out like Joseph must have cried out, God, how can this be? But like Joseph, we hear a small voice from God saying, trust me. God's ways are not always our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And we may never understand everything that God is, God is doing on the side of heaven. But God says, trust me, and all things will work together for good. And that is what Joseph did. He was strong for his family, and he was also Joseph, a man of faith. Now, there are certain sayings we associate with fathers. Here are some typical father quotes. Ask your mother. Don't worry, it's only blood. Do you think I'm made of money? I'm not sleeping, I was watching that show. A little dirt never hurt anyone, just wipe it off. We're not lost. No, we're not there yet. We'll get there when we get there. One thing you may not be aware of is Joseph never says a word. Joseph doesn't say a single word in the Gospels. He listens and obeys in faith. We might assume his words are recorded because we can't imagine the conversations 
he had with Mary and Gabriel. We can hear him speaking to the innkeeper. It just seems right that Joseph said something, but we never once read a recorded word of Joseph. He silently goes about his business with God the Father. He had to have strong faith. His wife was pregnant and an angel tells him she is carrying the Christ child. He takes her to be his wife in accordance to the will of God. He asks no questions. He doesn't second guess the strange circumstance a virgin birth? I mean, I've read about that in, in prophecy from, from Isaiah 7, but this is how it's going to happen? With me? I don't know how to raise the Son of God. He goes forward with his amazingly difficult task. Believing God was in control and would go with him. His faith may have been challenged by God's plan. But there is one way God strengthens our faith. Our faith is challenged when God's plan seems unreasonable. But the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Our faith is challenged when God's plan seems unexplainable. Just like when he said, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. We must look at the challenges we face in life, not as setbacks or inconveniences. We need to look at them as, as a chance for our faith in God to grow, to grow stronger like Joseph's, because his faith was, was encouraged by God's plan, God's plan for his people, Israel, God's plan for, for him personally, God's plan for mankind. If we keep in mind that God does have a plan for our lives, that he knew exactly what is best for us and for the world around us. We can't help but be encouraged in our faith. Verse 21 shows Joseph that, Joseph, that God's uh, plan is coming to fruition and that the faith was confirmed by God's word. God's word never returns void. This is one of a dozen fulfillments of prophecy recorded by Matthew. God's word said it would happen, then it will happen. God's plan for mankind is revealed in his word. So this is Joseph, a man of faith, and his faith was tested all along this journey, a journey that lasted long past the three-day journey to Bethlehem. Let's go back to the stable, that nasty, messy barn full of animal and, and flies, mud, and oh, I don't think that was mud. You think Joseph may have said a quiet prayer? Lord, is this part of your plan to, to have the king, the savior, Messiah, born in this dump? And as we read in Luke, and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she she be delivered she that she be, be delivered and she brought her she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger now if you notice there is no mention of a nurse or a, a handmaiden or doctor no nothing like that it was just mary and joseph a carpenter 
Hey, if it needed to be cut out or nailed or, or sanded, he was your guy. But this baby birthing stuff, <laughs> way out of his league. But his faith got him through. Got him through a, a situation he knew nothing about. Something he had never done before. That can be when our faith is tested the most. When we have to fully rely on God's direction and not our own thinking. When God gives you that peace that passes all understanding. Have you ever been in a, in a situation where money is so tight that you have nowhere to turn but to God? You don't know where the, where the money is going to come from to pay your light bill or the car payment. And you look to God to get through. But when you have plenty, when you are in the way, we are in no way struggling to pay those bills, do you still look to God? Do you still pray for Him to carry you through? You should. But God sometimes takes us through those hard times to strengthen our faith in Him. He will carry us through something we have never faced before to prove he is there and that he does care that he does have a purpose for our lives but like I said this journey of faith went well beyond that long path to Bethlehem I know that we probably have some parents out there this afternoon how many of you remember those first few days after the birth of your child you were just tickled to death when the constant flow of visitors that were were wanting to uh, see the, the bundle of joy weren't you you were tickled to death that they were coming by, weren't you? No, of course not. All you, and especially the mother, wanted was some rest. Well, Joseph and Mary had some visitors. And they weren't even family. Unannounced, they just walked right in. These shepherds. Now, we all have a mental picture of these shepherds. We see them in the nativity, often young uh, fair-faced men holding a sheep in their hands or, or snug over their shoulders, slung over their shoulders. But these men were on the lowest level of the social ladder. They were also known as thieves. They couldn't even testify in court. They were ceremonially unclean and couldn't even enter the temple. They lived with the sheep, slept in the fields with the sheep. They smelled like a sheep. Well, this isn't to say that these were not spiritual men. It was actually believed that these were godly men of faith. Now you can imagine Joseph's reaction to these strangers walking in on their birthday celebration. This is the last thing they were wanting. They were tired from their trip. She was tired from labor. This was all happening in a barn. And these men are not trustworthy. But they relay the story of the angel and you can just imagine Joseph's face lighting up as he hears the story and lo the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round them and they were sore afraid and the angel said unto them fear not for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy with uh, which shall be to all people for unto you born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. 
ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. This confirmed what the angel had told them. It was indeed true. Joseph's faith was strengthening. He showed he was a just man. His courage showed he was a strong man. And his obedience showed he was a man of faith. No doubt, Joseph knew what faced this child here on earth. The prophecy was clear. He came to die. Joseph, no doubt, had read these prophecies like, like, like we read it. In Isaiah 53, verse 12, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and the bear, and, and, and he bare their sin, uh, he bare the sin of many, and made intercessions for the transgressors. He knew the life this little child was about to face. Maybe he sang him a lullaby. Go to sleep, my son, the manger for your bed. You have a long road before you. Rest your little head. Can you feel the weight of your glory? Do you understand the price? Does the Father guard your heart for now so you can sleep tonight? Go to sleep, my son. Go and chase your dreams. The world can wait for one more moment. Go and sleep in peace. I believe the story of heaven is lying in my arms tonight. Lord, I ask that he, for just this moment, simply be my child. Go to sleep, my son. Baby, close your eyes. Soon enough, you'll save the day. But for now, dear child of mine, oh my Jesus, sleep tight. Joseph is a fine example to all of us. He was a vital part of God's plan, his plan to save mankind, and yet he mysteriously disappears from the story. The account we read in Matthew focuses strongly on Joseph and his point of view on the birth of Jesus. But strangely, after the, the event with Jesus as a young adult in the temple, we never hear of Joseph again. We almost tend to forget about him altogether. And yet without him, this plan could not have been fulfilled. God had a reason for each member cast in this wonderful story, the greatest story ever told. God also has a purpose for you in your life. And it has implications beyond what you could ever imagine. You may think you're just a number in a big city like Dallas, just a speck of sand in a beach of millions. Or some of you listening on YouTube or on our podcast, your, your, uh, your path with Bishop Mark, maybe from a much smaller town, just like, any, like, like little Nazareth, where you think nobody, nobody notices you and your life is insignificant. God may use you in a mighty way and the world may never give you much credit. You may even almost forget about your, lo- your role, but God knows how important you are to him. Are you known as a just person? Are you standing up strong for your family and for your God? Is your faith being strengthened by life's circumstances? 
My prayer for you this afternoon is that you realize how important you are to God and that you do stand up strong for Him and your family. I pray that your faith is ever strengthened by the circumstances of your life. Amen. Be seated for everybody's favorite part of the service, the announcements. Okay. Again, let's try and make this short and sweet this week. We've got a long week this week. Um, as you know, uh, Christmas is coming up in just a couple of days. Hope you all got your Christmas shopping done. So let's make this kind of quick and get on with it so we can get ready for that big day. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Very simple to take care of any of these. Simply email us at feedback at dallasulc.com. Prayer requests. If you have any prayer requests at all, would like to discuss also uh, possibly uh, having a, a, a service and an honor of a loved one, please give us an email. Send us an email again. Pray at dallasulc.com. Pray at dallasulc.com. Any prayer requests you have, there's your answer for it right there. Okay. You know, you can make a difference. Um, we are a nonprofit organization. We uh, rely solely on your donations to help keep our doors open and um, right now the the keeping doors open fund is running critically low we need your help please consider making a donation to our church to your church um, if you believe what we're saying if you hear us and you you like what you're hearing if you believe that our message is one that needs to get out to the world please help us by making a donation you can simply go to dallasulc.com all of the information is there dallasulc.com i try and keep that as up to date as possible a tax-deductible donation. We are a nonprofit. Um, also, if you uh, shop on Amazon, which most of us do, don't just go to Amazon.com. Make sure you go to Smile.Amazon.com. Make sure that uh, Dallas Universal Life Church is listed as your charity, and uh, Amazon will graciously donate half a cent for every dollar that you spend. Believe it or not, it does add up. Okay. Now, you can also make a difference in other ways. We always need volunteers here at the church. Um, there's a lot to do. This is not a one-man job or a two-man job, although sometimes it turns out that way. Um, just see me or go to DallasVLC.com to sign up. Now, did you know we had a podcast? Again, if you don't know by now, you, I don't know what planet you're living on because I yell it every week. Check out our podcast, folks. It's, it's different than being here in purpose, person. It's different than watching it on YouTube. It's, it's different. Um, and you can get other things done. You know, you can kind of, you know... Uh, be jogging and listening to us, going on the subway to work or whatever. It's, it's, a, it's you know, you pick it up no matter what. You, you don't have to be paying full attention to it, okay? So, um, how do you find us? Well, that's very simple. You just go to your favorite search engine and you type in Your Path with Bishop Mark. Your Path with Bishop Mark. Or, you can go to TuneIn, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Radio Public, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast or Stitcher, and they will be our podcast there as well. Your Path with Bishop Mark. Heard wherever fine podcasts are heard. Check it out, folks, please. You'll enjoy it.
there you have it again. I promise that's the last time you'll have to see it this season. So, um, a great little invitation to come and visit us and celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ on Christmas Day, Christmas evening at 5.30 p.m. here at the church, but also to reminisce a bit about some days gone by because this is uh, the anniversary of our first service ever here at Dallas Universal Life Church. Um, so please come and share some memories with us um, and, and help us to uh, give our respect and praise to the newborn king on Christmas Day here at Dallas Universal Life Church at 5.30 p.m. Come join us, okay? All right, I promise you short and quick, there it was, okay? Guys, I'll see you Thursday. I'm sorry, Wednesday. Wednesday, I had it in my head wrong completely all this time. Wednesday, December 25th, December the 25th, this Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. So please join us, 5.30 p.m. this Wednesday, all right? Thank you.